This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. I want to talk with you from the Word for just a few moments. Um, I'm supposed to review all of that we've been learning about um, uh, the baptism or, or belief, excuse me, and and as I'm supposed to be going over that with you now, um, I, I just feel that God wants me to deal more with the pressures you carry, the pressures you carry. Now, uh, we celebrated baptism. Anybody in the room right now that was baptized last week? Can I see your hand? Come on, let's celebrate with these that were baptized. The act of baptism is, is very, very significant. Very significant. But the significance of baptism, and I'm not going to speak very long on this, but the significance of baptism is that there's not just one baptism. Now, people say, well, Bible, the Bible says there's one baptism, but that's not speaking about uh, the fact you get baptized one time. That's speaking about the fact that there's not a different uh, classes of baptism. There's not different denominations of baptism, okay? That there is but one baptism, and what that is for us to understand is that in the, in the Scripture, in the Word of God, when we uh, read about John preaching that people needed to be baptized, we've got to understand what was he preaching? What was he talking about? What was he sharing? Now, we know that John spent time at Qumran, and Qumran is down near the Dead Sea, and there among the Essenes, or the Essenes as some people say, but there among the Essenes, he studied uh, with them, and was taught with them, and was instructed by them, and came teaching that form of baptism. Now, they would be baptized three times a day, okay? Three times a day. Now, they had taken a truth to an excess which had become a bondage in their life. And any time you grab hold of a truth and you take it to an excess, it becomes a bondage. And because of what I'm about to preach to you about, so many people have taken it to excess, it's become a bondage to so many that people have been resistant of this. But the reality is, when Jesus goes down into the water, what he's doing is not being uh, uh, baptized for the remission of sins, but Jesus is meeting them in the water. Let me say this again. Jesus is meeting them in the water. How many of you understand that Jesus uh, says, I, I'm not asking you to become somebody you're not. I'll meet you right where you are. I'll meet you in the water. And he goes down into the water because the teaching of baptism that John taught was that from the greatest to the youngest, if they would be baptized, then he would usher in the Messiah. And so the Messiah, when he shows up, the Lord Jesus says, I'll meet you right where you've sought me, down in the water. I'll meet you under the power of baptism. Now, when this occurs in John chapter 1, verse number 32, it begins like this. Then John testified, I saw the Holy Spirit descending, this is important, like a dove. Like a what? Like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. So watch this. As he's baptized, he's baptized in the Holy Spirit in the form of a what? 
dove. This is super important. Now, when we talk about a dove, what we're realizing is that the dove is the national symbol or the international symbol of peace, okay? The dove is the international symbol of peace. And so when Jesus goes down into the water, the international symbol of peace comes down upon him. Now, this is the form of the baptism of the Holy Spirit that comes, and it is a peaceful baptism. Let me say that again. It's a peaceful baptism. But then what happens is John says, God told me I was going to see this happen. And because of what I saw for myself, experienced for myself, that's what made me know that Jesus is the Messiah. That's what made me know that Jesus is the Christ. Can I just tell you something today? It may not seem like like it's part of my sermon, but I feel it down in my soul that today I'm not dealing on somebody else's experience. I'm not listening to somebody else's stories. I'm not living on somebody else's faith. I have walked through the valley of fear. I have walked through the fire of despair. I have gone to places that I wish I had never gone and thought I could never be cleansed from. But the grace of the living God, I have encountered it for myself and you will never convince me different. He lives he lives and he washes us clean today, man. But this is so important. Most of us want this same baptism. We, we love this image of, of the, the, the Holy Spirit as a dove. We love the peace of God. We want the peace of God in our lives. We want everything to get peaceful. If, if, if the waters are nice, if everything is tranquil, come on now, how many of you understand that you can find peace by a beautiful stream of water or on a, uh, by the, the, the tides of, of the beach? Anybody understand what I'm talking about? You can find peace when those things come crashing in. You're sitting out there. I'm, let me just uh, ask that again. How many of you on a mountain stream with beautiful mountain laurels and, and the water rushes down, you can find the grace? grace and, and, and peace in that moment. Let me just see. Okay. I've got about half of you. How many of you, are, all you can think about is what might be hanging out of that mountain laurel? Come on now. And you're nervous. How many of you feel the peace of God down on the beach? You feel the peace of God down on the, Yes. Amen. Can I just tell you that both of them might seem peaceful for a moment, but they will never ultimately, I mean, my goodness, by the time you get back to your, your house from going to the beach, there's no peace while you're trying to get that sand out of the car. All right. Am I making sense. There's no peace while you're trying to deal with that. There's no, while you're dealing with the mud or the, or the mosquito bites from the mountains. Uh, we, we think we can find peace of this world, and we have this image of what peace is going to be like and what it's going to feel like, and we want to set our lives up so that we're happy. But what you're doing is seeking a baptism of peace. Let me say it again. You're seeking a baptism of peace. My, my mom, I laughed at her the other day. She, she was talking about the beautiful doves around her house. And she said, would you believe it the other day that I, I saw this, this, these two baby hawks out there chasing one of my doves. And, and, and I said, well, mom, what'd you do? And she said, they, they were, they, they were, they were killing my baby dove. I said, well, what'd you do? She said, I ran outside and I stopped them from doing that. I said, I could just imagine my mom jumping up and down the air with her broom going, stop, stop. You know what I'm saying? Because she didn't want the tranquilness of the moment to be, to be uh, interrupted. Why did I tell you that story right now? For this reason. Some of you are literally jumping in the air going, this is not the way it's supposed to be. This is not the way my life is supposed to turn out. This is not what I planned. Because you've been looking for peace. But you will never find the peace that you're after until you know there's two baptisms. 
Let me say it again. You will never know the baptism of peace until you have realized that there's another baptism. You see, Jesus did not need the baptism we need because Jesus was already at perfect peace with God. The Bible says that... I don't have a lot of time, but I'm, I feel this in my heart. The Bible says that when Jesus would manifest, that when he would send to you the power of the Holy Spirit, that he would baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with power. But there's another word I'm looking for. Fire. Fire. The Holy Spirit and what? Fire. Got to say it like a preacher. Help me now. The Holy Spirit and what? Fire. Come on now. Amen. The Holy Spirit in fire. And so what's happening is Jesus didn't need the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire because there was nothing inside of him that needed to be burned out of him that kept the peace of God from filling him. Let me say that again. There was nothing on the inside of him that needed to be burned out. Some of you have been running the world over trying to figure out where you're going to find peace and why everybody won't line up with what you want them to line up with. And you're looking for the peace that you are after. But listen to what this preacher has come to tell you today. What you need is not the peace of this world. What you need is a move of the fire of God in your life. And when the fire of God comes in your life, it will, my goodness, I feel it down in my soul. It will burn off every thing that's robbed you of your peace. Yeah. Now listen, some of you are going, well, Pastor Don, you don't understand what I, the way I've been hurt in my life. It, that, that hurt keeps you awake up at night. Pastor Don, you don't know who's hurting me now. Well, I don't know who's hurting you now. I don't know what you're going through now. I don't know, but I do know the answer to what you're going through. What you need is not some man's plan, and you need to stop working your plan. What you need is to have an encounter with the fire of the Spirit of God. Can I tell you what he's been doing in my life? Whenever I lose my peace, I run to my altar, and I get a hold of the fire. Does that make sense? I get a hold of the fire, and when I... Thank you. Thank you for behaving because I might just start preaching if you got with me this morning. Let me say it again. That whenever the enemy starts trying to rob me of my joy and rob me of the peace of my soul, I'm not running around going, well, it's your fault and it's your fault and it's this problem and it's that problem. But instead, I'm running to the altar saying, God, I need you to take out of my life whatever's not pleasing, whatever's not right. Get a hold of who I am. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and fire. Can I tell you, when you get the fire of God in your life, the peace of God always comes right behind the fire. Pastor Don, but you don't understand what's happening in my home. No, I don't have to understand what's happening in your home. I'm trying to understand what's happening in mine. I made a statement like that last service. My wife looked at me and she said, oh. I was like, I don't even know what oh means. But I suddenly preach from behind the pulpit. Come on, amen. But listen, I don't even <laughs> I don't even know how to settle what's happening in my house. But I do know every time God moves, every time I encounter the Holy Spirit, it's like what I thought needed to happen never happens. Have you ever been like, no, Holy Ghost, that way, that way. And he goes, no, that way, that way, that way. Oh, don't you love it when he talks to you while you're preaching? 
Some of you go, I don't know, I've never preached. We can fix that, but listen to me. Here we go. Watch this. If your attention is this way, that's why you don't have any peace. Until your attention gets that way. Oh, but Pastor Don, you don't understand. There's no hope for me. You don't understand Acts 2. What did I tell you? I've been preaching this series up to the day of what? Pentecost, 50 days after Passover. Pentecost, 50th day, Pentecost. Pentecost, 50th day after Passover. Here we go. On the day of Pentecost, all believers were meeting together in one place, and suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a, from there that came here, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Blows my mind how he's been ministering different in every service. By this point in the last service, the whole crowd of people were weeping across the crowd because God was dealing with what was robbing them their peace. Somebody in this place, your attention's in the wrong place. Listen to me. Fill the whole house where they were sitting. And then what looked like flames uh, or tongues of what? Fire. Fire. Appeared and settled on the pastor. Now, come on now. That's the way we act like church should be. I mean, he's the only one supposed to get up there and, woo! No. Settled on the church staff. God, please let it settle on the worship team today because if they take me in, I can go somewhere I can't go alone. All right, well, this was during a different time, so let's just solve it. And, and, and suddenly it settled on only on the men. What was that I just heard? <laughs> Who did that? Was that you? <laughs> no. It only settled on the righteous. Those who were finished. Those who had never made a mistake. Could it be that the fire of the Holy Spirit settled on them all because they all had something in their life that needed to burn out of them so that he could burn through them and his peace might empower them to become his witnesses until the ends of the earth. If you're in this place and you feel like the only one broken, you are not the only one broken. We are all broken. We are all weary. We are all tired. But the only difference is some of us have plugged into a source called the power and the fire of the Holy Ghost and it's bringing us peace and it's bringing us joy that we never knew before. Amen. I wish somebody would understand why I'm telling you I don't have to wonder if he's real. I have felt him. I've heard his voice say I've, she's praying. You you minister to that need. I didn't know. All I knew was God spoke to my heart. Can I tell you? God wants to speak to your heart, and he wants to speak and hear your heart's cry. Why? Because stop seeking after the peace of God and start saying, God, do in me what needs to be done so that you can do through me what needs to be done. Amen. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says this, you shall receive power. There you go. 
when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. It's the fire of God that will rob you of the peace that you have learned to walk in when somebody doesn't know him. You don't think that's serious? Listen to what I'm about to tell you. You'll be around somebody who doesn't know him, and it'll just start stirring inside of you. And you're like, man, I just came to dinner. That son of mine I brought up here on this stage earlier, I'll never forget this. We had gone on a, a cruise. And he was a young boy, and we were on a cruise. And, and I'm telling you how you meet the people at your table and I'm tired of being ostracized because of my job. What do you do? Oh, I'm a pastor. People literally go from being normal to being, well, bless God, we had a good Sunday school class last week. (laughs) So they were like, what do you do? I said, I'm a motivational speaker. I motivate people to Jesus. I'm a motivational speaker. Oh, yeah, you know, write some books and things like that. Oh, why don't you come hang out with us? People want to hang out with us. It took me all of about five minutes to realize they were lost as gooses. I mean, they were in trouble. And I looked at Christina and I said, I just want to be normal one more day. Just one more day of normal. And it was eating me up. I mean, it was just... And I thought, well... I'm just getting out of here. I said, I'm going to go pick Zach up from the cruise daycare thing. And yeah, junior camp, whatever they call it, not daycare. So I go down to the junior camp, and I'm like, son, come on, let's go. He's like, okay. He runs out, and we're walking down through there, and he just starts crying. I said, well, what's wrong? Somebody mean to you in there? He said, no, daddy. Those boys, they need Jesus. I was outdone by my son. They needed Jesus. I just wanted to have a break for a moment. Went back that night. They said, they said our whole table's having so much fun, all the excursions. They said, let's, let's go get ice cream together. And when you say all you can eat ice cream bar, I'm there. So we show up that night, and they said, well, tell us a little bit more about what you do. And I said, well, let me just be honest with you. I do get to do motivational speaking to some companies, but I'm a pastor. I'm telling you, they suddenly were lactose intolerant. (laughs) They left. I'm standing there on the deck of that ship, eating my chocolate chips. I made this promise to God. Don't ever let me quench the fire of the Holy Spirit again. Take my peace if necessary. Take my day of a break if necessary. But, oh God, never remove the fire of the Holy Spirit that's burning inside of me to see people know Jesus again. Listen to me. If something's robbing your peace, You've got to decide one of two things. Is it God trying to burn something out of you? Or is it your refusal to allow God to burn through you? It's important. 
Most of us want to make up our minds whether or not we want to serve God. Now is the time to make up your mind. You don't have to do it alone. I messed up this morning and received two pieces of, of, of communication. One piece told me a story I'm going to share with you. The other piece told me pretty much to give up that nobody wants to listen to me anyways. But guess what? God's good. And this was the piece that I want to share with you as I close. He said the year was 1980. I just went through a divorce. I was a home alone. I was angry. I was bitter. I was broken. And as I sat in my chair in the woundedness of the moment, I didn't know where to turn. And he said these words. He said, I fell from my seat and crawled behind my chair and said, I can't live as a Christian on my own. I can't do this by myself. I can't make it. And he said that, and his, he used the Greek word paraclete, that the, the Holy Spirit, the, the comforter, surrounded him, empowered him, brought him through the darkness. Folks, you'll never make it on your own. I will fail you. Church will fail you. He will never fail you. He is what you need. And he wants to burn in you until the peace of God can fill you. Won't you stand with me in this place? It floors me how he works differently in each service. One service is about anxiety. One service is about the uh, uh, baptism of water. The other, this service is about the baptism of peace and the baptism of fire. Which tells me that the one I'm telling you about is present. He's working on us because he loves us. There is a flame for your head today. If you feel unworthy for the presence of the Holy Spirit to light upon you, then you have believed the lie of the devil. Pastor Don, how do you know that it's a lie? Because Jesus gave the promise of the Father, and the Father said it is for you, your children, and all who believe in Jesus Christ. This is your gift. I don't know why God led me to begin a series teaching you how to walk in the fire of the Holy Spirit, but here's what I would suspect. I would suspect that days of tribulation are ahead. I would suspect that dark days are ahead, and it's the spirit field who will survive. You mark my words. It's those who are empowered by the presence of both the power 
fire and peace of God. Oh, you answered me in this place. There's none like him. There's none before him. There is none after him. He is here. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Don, there's some things in my life that have been robbing me of the peace of God. And I know today that God's wanting to burn them out of my life. I want to see your hand right where you are. Literally hands all over this place. Take them out, Jesus. Take them out, Jesus. Whatever those things are, begin to burn it out of their lives. It's amazing. Last service, we had an altar call three rows deep. It amazed me what God, God does. Put your hands down for just a moment. Let me ask you a question. With every head bowed, every eye closed, those watching, listen to me very carefully. If you're here, you're listening, you're watching, you don't know Jesus. Today's your day to know him. If you've been looking for peace in all the wrong places, what you need is to encounter that fire of the Holy Spirit that's drawing you salvation now. If I've known for anything in my life, I want it to be that I had a passion for souls, fire burning in my heart so that people might know Jesus. If that's you today, I just want to ask you, would you say today is the day that you want to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? That you're tired of playing games with God, you're tired of looking for peace in all the wrong places, that you want to surrender and you believe with your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and God raised him from the dead and today you're going to begin to live in that belief. If that's you and nobody looking around, everybody praying, I just want to see your hand right where you are. Hold it up high. Hold it up high. Thank you, ma'am. Are there others looking around this room? Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. Are there others? This is your moment. This is your moment. Watching the Holy Spirit change your lives. Oh, what a joy. I don't know why this is the... I don't normally go with three questions, but I'm going to ask this very clearly. Somebody, you either have a child or a relative that that you see the lack of peace is destroying their life and you want to ask God to let his fire of the Holy Spirit begin to speak to them now I want you to say their name right now I just want you to say their name whoever that is say their name literally God's going into jail cells right now in the name of Jesus God's, God's breaking down walls right now I, I, I feel like he's literally going into a mental hospital right now there's a fire of the Holy Ghost it's going from this place right now alright we're going to confess the Lord Jesus as Savior with these four or five that have responded today and then I'm going to pray for everybody but let's pray together Jesus by faith we believe that you are the Son of God and now we confess we are sinners in need of a Savior and in Jesus name I receive your grace. Heavenly Father, from this moment forward, all that I am belongs to you. And I declare that God is my Father, heaven is my home, and Jesus is my Savior.
Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit that begins to seal them by the fire of his presence right now. And for every one of these who said there's something in my life that needs to go, Lord, I thank you. It's like I see it again as I saw it last service. Like plastic melts in the fire, so the bondages begin to fall by the, my goodness. I declare the authority in the name above all names that this was a word from the Lord and that those who received it shall receive a move of the fire of the Holy Ghost in their life and in the name that is above every name, the name of which that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess in the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord, you are delivered by the power of God in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, give God a prayer. today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at War Hill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find real love now.